The Anton Savage Show on News Talk. Last night, Kevin McCarthy was elected the US uh, Speaker of the House of Representatives amid exchanges that we haven't really seen in the House in about 30 years, including a brief scuffle where one lawmaker was sort of dragged, led away from what looked like um, shouting at Matt Gates. Matt Gates, of course, being the um, Florida representative who had held out and who had said for so long that he uh, couldn't see himself ever voting for uh, Kevin McCarthy. Now, he didn't then vote for Kevin McCarthy. He voted himself present, but that did contribute to McCarthy eventually getting the numbers. Here's uh, Matt Gates's concerns about McCarthy. I wouldn't be betting on uh, my vote for Kevin McCarthy under almost any circumstance. You only earn the position of Speaker of the House if you can get the votes. Mr. McCarthy doesn't have the votes today. He will not have the votes tomorrow, and he will not have the votes next week, next month, next year. And so one must wonder, Madam Clerk, is this an exercise in vanity? Not the first time that Matt Gates has been proven to be less than prescient. Meanwhile, Joe Biden uh, was commemorating two years since the January uh, 6th insurrection. He described it as one of the darkest periods in our nation's history. This is hard. None of these for the survivors, it's hard, and for those who lost somebody, it's even harder. You're giving the country courage. They're looking at you in the middle of a fiasco that's going on and saying, well, there, there's hope. There's hope. There's enormous hope. We can come together. We really can. We don't have to be more, you know, this, this bitter division that exists. It makes for interesting times in US politics and Jeff Morda, White House reporter for the Washington Times is with us and Jeff, thank you very much for getting up at what is horrible o'clock uh, your time. You're very welcome to the show. Uh, no problem. I'm always happy to come on here. Thank you, Jeff. Well, first of all, the uh, election of the Speaker. The, the question that a lot of people are, will be asking is what sacrifices and promises will Kevin McCarthy have had to make and to whom to get the position and what will that mean for US politics? Well, it means a couple of things. First off, one of the things he had to give up a lot of concessions and he had to give them up to the uh, more conservative uh, Trump aligned wing of his own party, which looked at him as a weak speaker. He got a lot of the heat for the Republicans did not do as well in the midterms as they had hoped. He took a lot of heat for that. He's taken a lot of heat because he's always been willing to compromise, strike deals. Some of the less flexible members of his own party have resented that. And um, you know, now he comes in and he's going to be a weak speaker. For example, you had asked about concessions. One of the concessions that he had to give is give in to a, a bit of a, a rule switch in which now it'll be easier to get rid of the speaker. So it's almost he had to agree to be willing to step down from a position that he has fought so hard for if the space, if the people who don't support him right now uh, sour on him. So that's really a stunning development. That's something we have not seen in um, the U.S. politics in a long time. And it hands the balance of power to what is seen still to some extent as, as a, a slightly fringe, but nonetheless ever more powerful chunk of the uh, Republican Party, that that right wing alt-right QAnon group as personified by particularly Lauren, Lauren Bobbert, uh, Matt Gates, Are they now the, the power brokers in the Republican Party? I think you have to look at it because you're absolutely right. It was a fringe group. It was 
a small group of about 15 to 20, and look how much power they have. Look at what they were able to do. I mean, this was a major embarrassment for both the Republican Party and Kevin McCarthy. 15 votes is, is incredible, and it showed that they have the power to do what they want down there. They can hold things up. They can derail legislation. They're one of the things that, that they are aligned, and not a lot of the Republican Party is aligned as much as they are, which gives them an edge and gives them the strength. Do they have any, and I know this is this is getting, getting into the realms of, of personal prediction and clairvoyance, but do you get any sense that the Matt Gateses of this world, that the Lauren Barbets of this world, have a policy agenda or platform that they wish to further? Or is their interest the self-interest of personal publicity? I think it's a combination of both. I think they do look at him as a weak speaker willing to cut deals. And that's what has been their concern. I think, as I said earlier, they blame him for some of the midterm problems. So the agenda is that they fear under him, they're not going to get their proposals. They're not going to get some of the legislation they want through. But also some of it is, as you pointed out, the attention, the ability to waive their power, the ability to show that they can be a major power broker within in the House under um, under Republican-controlled Congress. I, I believe it's both. Now, of course, the, the interesting coincidence is that at the same time as we played the clip there, Joe Biden was giving out the Presidential Citizens Medal to more than a, a dozen people, law enforcement officers, election workers, people who had uh, played a significant role in resisting the insurrection on January 6th. And of course, one of the things the January 6th committee found was that Donald Trump should face, in their view, criminal prosecution for his role in that. Kevin McCarthy, of course, uh, paid, hom- paid uh, homage to him by visiting him fairly soon after uh, January January 6th. Has the January 6th committee and the kind of uh, action taken by President Biden on on Friday to honour the people involved in resisting the insurrection, has it had any effect in terms of US politics? Because it seems that those who were most positively disposed towards the insurrectionists have benefited rather than been politically harmed. Well, I think there's a lot of things. Right now in the U.S., as, as you are in Ireland, we're dealing with a lot of issues. We're dealing with inflation, uh, high gas prices. Uh, the war in Ukraine is taking a lot of attention. And these are issues that are affecting America's uh, Americans um, on a daily basis. And dealing with a lot of these issues for American minds and American voters has pushed January 6th sort of out of the front of their minds. It's really only in the front of their minds because President Biden and the Democrats p- keep bringing it up. Now, you had mentioned that President Biden was talking about this while the chaos was going on in the House. And that is something that's almost a political gift to President Biden because he can tie the two together because he basically made yesterday an anti-Republican campaign um, speech, you know, pointing out that he, I mean, he clearly linked January 6th to Donald Trump, clearly linked it to the Republican Party in his speech when he was giving out medals to those who, um, to those who helped fight off the rioters uh, in 2021 and basically you know, said one man is responsible for this. And that's going to be his campaign theme as he likely declares his candidacy for 2024 to try to tie Republican parties to chaos, to anti-democracy themes, to um, trying to subvert the will of the people. And he can just point to the craziness that was going on in the House while he was giving the speech has a perfect example to say, this is, you, you elect Republicans, this is the kind of craziness that's going to happen. 
There is, of course, that old cliche about sausage making and legislation that the end result is great, but you don't want to see the process. Do people care about the process of the election of the Speaker of the House? Like, does it make any difference to the average American voter that it took 15 votes and that there were scuffles on the floor? Does it does it butter any parsnips? No. Uh, not, as I said, you know, the American public, I mean, we, there's so much going on. There's so many issues we need to solve right now. Like I said, inflation, you know, a COVID variant is emerging. There's so many things that are affecting people's day-to-day lives. Uh, this is great copy for people like me, the McCarthy, a great copy for everybody here in Washington. It's a great thing to discuss at cocktail parties. But if you go outside of the D.C. metro area, you're going to find very few people talking about any of this, including the speaker fight. Um, The focus is let's get the legislation done to try to solve some of these major issues that's confronting the United States right now. Jeff, thank you very much for your time. And as I say, thank you very much for giving of your time so early in the morning from your uh, side of things, particularly on a day that's going to be so busy for you. That is Jeff Morlock, who is White House reporter for The Washington Times. The Anton Savage Show, Saturday morning at nine on News Talk.